Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten, and this podcast is brought to you in association with Betfred. Fred Doan opened his first shop in Salford in 1967. I'm at the Lee Sports Village, where Manchester United women are playing Brighton and Hove Albion women, leading 1-0 after 20-odd minutes, thanks to Ella Toon, who's probably the most high-profile Manchester United women's player and a star of the Lionesses who won the European Championships in July. And I've not been here this season. There's a good crowd. They had 5,000 for the opening game at Lee Sports Village, which is 12 miles west of Manchester. Not the easiest ground to reach. The traffic's quite heavy before the game. Lee doesn't have a train station despite being a big town. It's a beautiful day in the northwest of England. And there's a enthusiastic crowd here there's uh, loads of kids and I'm just struck by how it seems to be growing in momentum you know this this ground holds 12,000 and it looks like a proper crowd in it and I've been here for uh, past women's matches I've been here for um, United um, under 21s or PL2 matches and there's not been as many people as there are here so that's encouraging well, you can hear the roar. I think I'm bringing them good luck here. That wasn't a Brighton goal. It was another goal for Manchester United. And if the league table was frozen right now... Second goal for Manchester United, goal by number there you go, two goals for Ella Toon. United will be top of that league table. Uh, I've got to leave here well before the end to drive over to Old Trafford where there's a big game between Manchester United, the full-fat version of Manchester United, the men's first team against Brighton and... No, I'm not playing Brighton, this is Brighton. What are you on about? Playing Newcastle United. And looking forward to that. If Newcastle win, they go above Manchester United. Newcastle have got a good side. Manchester United have got a good side. I think it'll be a very difficult game. The weather's good, but it's been raining heavily overnight the last couple of nights in Manchester. And there is another game today between a team called Liverpool, who are from quite close to where, where we are now, and a team called Manchester City. So that'll be the one that attracts most of the attention it was weird on the way here listening to Radio 5 and Manchester United almost fading from view not even being mentioned in a sports roundup about the, the games ahead because Arsenal are playing and uh, they'd be top of the league and because City against Liverpool is a, is a bigger match even though it won't be a bigger crowd I just was a little bit struck by that I've been watching some junior football around Manchester the last couple of days. And it's great to see fields full of kids, boys and girls, playing in organised teams. So, go over to Old Trafford. I think can leave this team in uh, a comfortable winning position. But I just thought I'd come down and, and check it out. And I can see that the momentum is gathering around women's football. Uh, right opposite me is, I think it's the... Man United women, Barmy Army, and they're singing songs, most of which you'll know. 
classic Manchester United songs, others which have been adapted to the stars of the team. There's flags behind the one side of the ground which isn't occupied by fans. There's a really nice terrace behind the goal. And I'll read some of them flags to you. Katie Zellum, she's a captain. One of our own, says a flag. Lots of uh, tricolour flags. Um, what else? Hayley Ladd, she's an old player. Flag for her. There's several flags for, for players. And MUWSC established 2018. Got a copy of the match programme here as well. Really nice. It looks like an old red issue in terms of the, the redness and the size. Obviously, the content is extremely uh, different. So I'll head over now to the big one at Old Trafford. Well, I'll go in a bit. So the game's about to kick off. The Stratford end is singing about cheering Alan Shearer up and how much would it be to a sad Geordie bastard. To my right, there's 3,000 Newcastle fans singing songs about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, which uh, are not complimentary. Players are taking the knee at the moment. Big game, this. Listen to the roar. Oh, Varane's back in. Casemiro keeps his place now. And Ronaldo's in. No Ericsson. Luke Shaw starting now. I sense, and I might be totally wrong here, this is looking like a probable side he'd like to go with. Fast 11. Well, obviously, you'll be listening to this, and it might have been uh, Manchester United nil, Newcastle United three. So let's see. But um, I think Ericsson over over Fred, and then the rest. Obviously, Rashford probably ahead of um, of Ronaldo. I think big game this for Sancho as well as Ronaldo. I think Sancho really is due a decent performance. some protest before the match there was a a march and I, I didn't see it but I've just been sent some images a protest against the Glazers with some songs as well against the Glazers and pretty nice day really it's clouded over a bit it's been sunny all morning I'm excited about this I'm looking forward to it there the Geordies to the right It's post-match after a disappointing nil-nil draw at home to Newcastle. With me, I've got the United We Stand sellers, John Ashton, Anthony Bloom and Stu Edwards. Um, I'll come to John first. What do we make of it, mate? A little bit groundhog day, a little bit, isn't it? Um, as soon as you've seen that front four this this afternoon, I thought to myself we might struggle for goals. Um, we're not scoring goals with our better players. It's worrying that we're still relying on a rejuvenant um, Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial as our best two attacking players. And obviously when two of them weren't playing... Uh, you lumbered with the others um, I don't think we were terrible I don't think we were great we're missing chances again that you've got to be putting away um, the only positive I can really take from it is that we had a bit more control of the game we kept going to the end and, and it, it's conceivably one of them games that in the last couple of years we'd have, we'd have lost 1-0 where we'd have got frustrated and, I agree and lost with that. our way so we're at least still solid it's, it's something to build on you've got to give Newcastle a bit of credit they've <clears> improved and I thought they would they'd give us the ultimate 
compliment today by not really attacking us like I thought they, they perhaps would have done. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not a great advert for, for Premier League football. And you know what I've been saying for a while in terms of the way football's gone in terms of enjoyment. It's, it's full of, you know, it's full of tactics, it's full of formations, it's full of the fittest players closing everyone down. And you, you've lost a bit of a sort of individual quality and brilliance. And I think that was a perfect example of where football is right now for me. I've got a feeling I'm going to get a more miserable response from Anthony and Stuart. No, I, I, I disagree because, I, like I said before, I did think we had more control of the game. We did play pretty well. But the problem is you're relying on a 37-year-old and someone who's been here for the last seven years now who's not getting fit. He's always out for a couple of weeks here and there. So yeah. it is a bit of a worry that at the minute. Um, other than that, I didn't think they were that much cop, no. uh, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's just frustrating, really. Stuart? Yeah, like a mm. quality, that's the word. We've it's, it stands out like a fucking mm. sore thumb, doesn't it? We're just that final, not even the final third, we're getting there, but then just seem to run out of options, run out of ideas. Ends up with Delow most of the time, or back to Mar you know, Martinez on the halfway mm. line. Um, we rode a look a little bit today. I think that you know, they're posting crossbar within one chance didn't they in the first half uh, probably felt maybe they could they should have gone in one at half time um, but again yeah I'm not, Ronaldo, <laughs> Ronaldo yeah you know soaking walking off after 70 minutes rather than trying to get off and you know let Rashford get on and try and do something for the team um, yeah just just the same again really I don't want to pan him but, um, but it's, it's been a, especially con, all considered you know what we pay him you know we, we should be looking at a a striker that's a lot more mobile playing for United now, shouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because I, I mean, uh, and this sort of brings me on to the next point I was going to ask. Because I think that you know when you look at Anthony, Sancho, and Ronaldo, they're, they all come short for the ball. None of them running behind. And you know, you saw as soon as Rashford came on, you know he was willing to run in behind. And we, we within five minutes we created a chance. And that's not because Rashford's amazing. It's the type of player he is. We need that difference yeah. to those three, don't we? Well, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. Sancho's basically like having a wall out there to be able to play one-twos off because you don't do anything else. A, everything goes, I'm sure he thinks he's playing rugby. If he played rugby, he'd never be done for a forward pass. <laughs> Everything's backwards and sideways. Antone, if he ever injured his left foot and broke his foot or something, he'd have to go straight into a wheelchair because yeah. he couldn't hop around on his right foot because it wouldn't work. That's, it's that's not even the good concerning thing because you've, you've got two wingers who are not willing to run forward and pass the ball into the box or throw it into the box or whatever. I saw one though, there was um, one moment where I thought Jaden Sancho needs a bit of that and it was a bit where he um, bombed into the box, he did get brought down, I've not seen it on Sally but you know, I thought you know that directness and that willingness mm. to go at his man, I thought that's what we want to well, see. Well what you know, frustrates well me more about Sancho is not so much how he plays, it's, it, uh, well it, in fact it's completely how he plays, it's not his ability because I think he's got it there, it's a fact I don't think he's doing what he should be doing, he plays it safe all the time and it's not the sort of United way and Somebody made a good point the other day that you know Grealish might be struggling a little bit at City, whereas Sancho would be perfect for City, I think, and Grealish would be perfect for mm. United. I think it, I'd, I'd go there and make him but fucking off. Sancho right? to play on the right, and where's he playing? On the left. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that. yeah, but you say you say that, and everyone said that, and he pans Solskjaer for it. But if you look at a lot of his highlights mm. reels for Dortmund, he plays on the left hand side, and you find now everywhere. It's opposite feet. You don't get a right foot of plays on the right anymore. It's, no, it's always and, he's way scored, around, and he's scored his goals, and he's been, I think, more threatening when he's been central. Well, as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big problem. And obviously, you know, going the wingers who've got pace to burn. Anthony, you just mentioned it. You just think, Jesus, please just attempt to use your right foot. Mm. 
we, we all know everyone's got a favourite foot and going back to gigs whoever, whoever you want to mention as a winger at United over the last 20-30 years but at least Giggs used his right foot and scored he just doesn't he's not interested there was a couple of occasions oh, where he, oh, sorry. he, he tried it, there was one ball which he, he tried to find Ronaldo on the edge of a box if he'd have used his right foot he'd have found him it would have curled yeah. towards him it was just literally that's the, that's the difference between wasn't they weren't they apparently doing both foot training in uh, I don't know current I, I just don't get it I just don't get the modern day footballer how they can just be so one footed yeah. he doesn't even attempt to use his right foot does he yeah and I think you know like, the games Ronaldo has looked okay for United, I think, you know, and his better performances are, are in my opinion, when Rashford plays, um, because you know he, he's the one that will run him behind, and it does stretch him. A he, bit gives, he gives you defence something else yeah. to think about, because today Newcastle would have looked at that front three and thought, well, we can defend ten, ten yards yeah. high up the pitch, and we could have done with other players on there. The big thing, um, it's a massive yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. And it, it's sometimes you, you look at partnerships, you look at how other players complement other players, because it does have a big impact. Um, and I don't think Sancho and Anthony work together because they're very, very similar in terms of the the, the, get, the game bypasses them a little bit. Ronaldo's Ronaldo, you know, he's a box player, he's not going to come deep. Fred is your sort of attacking midfielder turn. You know, Fernandez for all his his endeavour, he was. I don't know. I, I felt sorry for him a little bit trying to trying to feed them today, and um, you know, he's, he's lost his shooting boots a little bit as well. Um, it just, I, I don't know. We never really looked like scoring. I thought um, until sort of the last sort of ten minutes when we had a couple and of chances. That was when obviously Rashford came on and. I just did. I just think it stretched him, give him a bit more to think about, rather than you know just pushing ten yards up the fit pitch. It suits him perfectly. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah. we, we've said for a while that if we could get Rashford, Martial, and Anthony playing, which we had for sort of twenty minutes against Everton when we looked very bright, um, you know things might come good. But for, for whatever reasons, we've not managed to get those three on the pitch. But it's still worrying that you're reliant on, you know, you spent all that money and all them wages on those three players, and you're still reliant on Rashford and Martial. Yeah. Many people wanted out yeah. as you're attacking. Because otherwise, the ball in from whichever winger's got got to be perfect, hasn't it? for Ronaldo especially against such a tall that back three in particular mm. they're so tall the, the ball if you're going to put it in the air which we tried a couple of times to Ronaldo it's got to be yeah. pinpoint but then again you know I believe because I missed the, the last um, I believe there was a chance for Rashford in injury time which um, That's what everyone's I'm... saying Ronaldo would have put that away and they're probably right but yeah. would he have been like, in that position would you really have that chance within yeah. there that's the difference I think you know? it was an header inside the box though from what I was told so I think he probably would have been because that's where you know he comes alive but it is it's um, we, we've just got a lot of players that are nearly there aren't we like not you know like Good players. There's no. You've just real got. Life. You've just got to be ruthless. Magic, you, you yeah. can't keep. You can't keep creating enough chances to win games and not score. Well, the other it. thing is, we'll come onto it. Maybe the bench. I don't. I don't get. Ganacho. Why wasn't he thrown on for ten minutes? I don't. I, I can't get my head around him being on the bench and you know being part of a squad, being part of a team, and especially when we've got so many injuries and stuff, and then not think, being not being thrown on. Having to fill the numbers on that bench. Yeah. You know, the next yeah. in line. I mean, he's got people you, like you, you, you knew straight away if with Rashford. The next up probably would have been Lindelof for a winger but, because he goes with the senior players. He could have easily come on for Sancho or Anthony, couldn't he? I, 10, I think I'm minutes. with you there. Yeah. I think you no, know, I, give him give him a chance. Um, ten minutes. You know, ten minutes at the end for Ganacho. There's no fear. He's going. You know, he's going to. Go and win the game, lad. The thing is, though, the the pressure's that much about trying to get top four and everything else. He's got. He's always playing his strongest team because he's he's afraid of what could happen otherwise if he doesn't. Same as in Europe in the league, didn't need to really, but he's. He's, he has to in every single game. I don't think any any, mm. any, any you know true United fan wouldn't uh, wouldn't have my okay it could have gone wrong and we could end up losing the game one 0 but that's you know we're studying now it was 0 nil. I don't think any United fan would have mind 
the likes of Ganacho coming on for 10 minutes. I wouldn't. That's what I mean. Again, he's. It's, you want to see that, it's don't that you? Much pressure. Sancho's not done it for 80 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Anthony's. 80 minutes? 18 months. <laughs> Just back to the first half then. I, I thought we were pretty poor in the first half. I, I did think we livened up in the second. Yeah. But first half, I mean, what? What was going wrong there? I mean, I, I saw, I mentioned on Thursday night that I was really disappointed in Fred because, you know, I, st- I think he becomes a bit of an easy target for some people. I like mm. the fact that he's one United player that tries to pass forward, you know, with a bit of purpose. But, you know, he was absolutely garbage first half. He gave away numerous free kicks on the edge of our box, you know. He um, lot seemed to lose the ball in our own half about f- four or five times. He's, he's, you know, we need better quality than that no it, yeah. it was exceptionally poor yeah. at first half it was a bit weird it was, it was strange to watch it was the only one I can defend him for was he was given a really shit ball from De Gea just outside the box with about two or three Newcastle players around him yeah and they had a bit of a yeah. they exchanged a few words which I was glad to see in a way but yeah. you know, apart from that he, he, he did improve second half and fair play to him he, you know he, he composed himself a little bit second half and didn't Missed do, an open did, <laughs> I, well I, I, I don't think it was was it it was an I, I, I'm, I'm looking for me for end but the cross from Rashford and he was being challenged and I don't know maybe, maybe. he did play that second half yeah. Yeah, yeah I just think he's not that first half especially he's, look at the last game that he came in as well he was poor in that he he's got to take it the thing with Fred is you'd like Fred maybe when you're playing mm. against Chelsea away next week in that sort of position where maybe you're not going to have a lot of ball but when he's effectively the sort of fourth fifth most attacking player you need someone with a bit more quality on the ball because we said the other day that in a weird sort of way he's, he's better off the ball than he is on it. You know, he's, yeah, there's yeah, a few yeah. times he was caught dallying on the edge of their box where he just didn't really know what to do. But mm. then again, if you've not got the runners ahead of you, you know, it's 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 not just down to one player. It's, no. a, it's a collective I mean, thing. And it might not sound it, but I do. You know, there's are, there are some players there that I do like, and he's one of them. But last few weeks he's just not taken his chance since he's come back in for me. No, and that, that's it, mm. isn't it. I mean, you used to see. <clears throat> those easy targets under Ferguson didn't you like your Fletchers and things and you know Ferguson would say to them you're not playing now but you will be playing in that game yeah, yeah. and you know you'd see him come out with a bit of purpose and points mm. but he's just, Thursday and today you know he, he was he, he was playing a team from Cyprus on Thursday you know he should be looking his yeah, lips thinking I can really make that, a yeah. purpose here you know mm. we're going to have 70, 60, 70% possession you know but he's absolutely garbage in that too you know Really yeah, I mean, the one thing you could say is that the three of that front six today probably aren't first choice front three anymore. Um, you could say Marcel Rashford. We missed Ericsson, we, we missed him yeah. again the other night, um, which is a bit worrying that you're relying on a 30 year old new signing. But They're the midfield pair for Brazil, aren't they, at the end of the day as well? You're not yeah. playing Venezuela and fucking Paraguay every week. <laughs> I, um, I am far more positive about Casemiro than I was, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago. I, th- I thought he had another good game. Yeah, he, he does what you'd expect him to do. Um, he puts a foot in Dunny's. It was that next phase. I, I never looked at us defensively to say I thought we're all over, so we did look solid, which is one thing to mm. build on. You'd rather have mm. a, a solid defence and then the back in. Yeah, yeah. And that Martinez. Even his passing, you know, it's unbelievable, isn't it? You can see the signs there. You can see what he's trying to do. He's just lacking in one or two bits of quality I think up front and that's what where we'll come on to what Bloomy said about control in the second half because yeah. you know Newcastle they're not a bad team are they what would you say like 6th, 7th they, in the they, league they'd be challenging I think like the new Leicester I don't think they'll it? get top yeah. 6 but I think they're the best of the rest I think they'll yeah. be 7th when you apparently about 1 o'clock they were saying we're walking past me saying they're going to win the league so <laughs> maybe we're giving them a bit of injustice yeah but I mean what the point I'm trying to make there is is that last year you know I saw Brighton come to Old Trafford look like the better team you know yeah. I do actually think that we're looking like we're 
having the control against opposition like that. And I don't know if that will stretch to Wednesday because Spurs are obviously a good team, but there's some um, positive signs starting to show there, I think. Well, that's it, and that's what when we come out there, we've seen that sort of game so many times over the last few years, and we've lost it 1-0 yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah. So that's, I know, maybe clutching at straws a little bit, but we're trying to see that the glasses are full. But they're a good side, you're going to have a lot of tough games but you need to start winning games and you you can't miss the chances we're missing in those sort of games. You've got to be clinical. And there were two in the last five minutes. I saw the Fred one um, where I thought he should have gone with his right right foot. Again, that's encouraging though. Yeah, that yeah. Again, like the other night, the game hasn't just petered out. You know, we're still yeah. going to the last well, minute. So. Come on and he's, he's burst through and gone round the keeper and created that chance. I don't think he could, I think he was too wide to shoot, wasn't he? That's why he had to cr cross it, I think. It's a bit weird for me, they're trying to be positive. Can we go back to Ronaldo? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. People are going to think I'm poor. Well, Ronaldo, he, he was never going to play, well, we, we presumed he was never going to play 90 minutes again tonight. He's played 90 minutes on Thursday, which is why I was taken off after 70 minutes. I'm sure I'm, if he'd have scored yeah. two, he might have stayed on, but... Yeah, it was a, a frustrating day and all, but I do think that the performance was a lot better than Thursday night, and I did see a few um, positive signs, if not the, in the final third. The referee yeah. spoiled it as well, didn't he? Yeah, Let's the referee wasn't. Yeah, that, he that's fell for a lot of spoiling, spoiling tactics, didn't he, a little bit yeah, today? Yeah. Um, and it conceivably, I've seen it since, but both teams could have had a penalty as well. Especially first half, Newcastle should have had one, and I think in the interest of evening it up, he never gave us one in the second half. But. Hmm. Yeah. I saw that though, I watched it and the Newcastle players didn't seem to complain. So no, no, it, yeah, it was, yeah. it was just one of them so. where it was a speedy runs at and three of them all sort of converged and at once and, and Varane kind of gets in with the knee and he went over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, ball had already gone. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was a penalty for me. I but, thought the Sancho one was more of like a, a body check, so like a, but you don't see indirect free kicks anymore, do you? I think he made more of a meal of that though, looking at it, yeah. From yeah. what I've seen, I mean, yeah. I've not seen it on a replay, but people are saying that the sort of meal he made of it made it less Yeah, yeah. And, and I think yeah. that was the same yeah. with the Newcastle one. Yeah. He did yeah. about 14 rolls and ended up in he the did, Newcastle He did, he jumped both feet up in the floor as yeah. if like he'd been double-footed or something, mm. which was a, a bit of a strange but reaction. I thought, I thought the ref, yeah. especially second half, just lost the plot in terms of just buying into everything they were they were doing, rolling around, going down. There was a couple of head injuries, clashes and stuff, but I, I just thought the ref wasn't very good. No, I didn't. I didn't I, I've, I've, never seen, I've never seen so many Lucas A bottles on the pitch. Every time they seemed to have a free kick, they were yeah. having water breaks. Yeah. So yeah. What's, what's the fourth official doing? That's quite right as well. Yeah, it was just, it was just a really poor game. Really frustrating to watch. Yeah. And he's and one of the more senior ones as well. Yeah, so. yeah, he is. Um, did you <clears> see what happened with the goal when we kicked it in? Yeah. I thought yeah, the defender I, touched it. It looked it. like he touched it to me. Ready yeah. for the keeper to yeah. pass it to it. That's why every, like, you saw Fernandez straight away. He's yeah. going, he's touched it, he's touched but it. I don't get that because why aren't you looking at yeah. that of our VAR? Know, you know, yeah. like, did, did, got, did look at it? He didn't even go to it. Didn't, didn't even, it. Didn't even yeah. look like if it was. If you're way around, they discussed that in Parliament. We didn't even look like it wasn't just like a touch to keep the, you know, Put it into a position. Mm. It was it was like a, a little two or three yard pass. It does mm. just seem that every every 50-50 one at the moment, you know, is yeah, doesn't we don't seem it. to be getting as well because, yeah. you know, I mean, I saw the the one at Arsenal for, the, when Arsenal mm. were here. I thought that was a clear as day free kick. I didn't even think it was a debate yet. You know, for four yeah. weeks yeah. later, you're yeah. talking about, about it. Yeah. Yeah. United kicked the ball in the well, net was, today, and nobody was, will mention it. Was the same it, with yeah. those VAR decisions the other week, and they, they went. I think it was the same weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, when yeah. Chelsea got one that went through. They were mad about it, and I thought to myself the other day, we got that Rashford one disallowed against Everton yeah. when West Ham had one allowed. Yeah, and yeah. yet they never mentioned it again. Mm -hmm. Except there's a big agenda around it yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The media just sometimes go right. What, what we're going to talk about today? There's your point, and then suddenly you get all these names coming in. It's, it, just it not with us at the moment, so. is it? It's just we're, no, not, no, we're just not getting that rubber the green at the moment. I don't think because you know I think I, if if he's touched that today, 
then it's a goal, isn't it? It is a yeah. goal. Yeah. How, how, can you, how can you even debate it? Yeah? I can't yeah. wait to see it back, yeah. 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 I'll have to edit this. See what the explanation is. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, I'll go around, do a man of the match, lads. Um. Uh, I thought we were solid enough defensively, so I'll, I'll probably go with one of the back two again. Um, I'm going to go Hello. with, I'm going to go with, I thought Varane was solid on his comeback, and yeah. I'll give it Varane. Yeah, probably Varane for me, or Martin as well, Varane. <clears throat> Yeah, just simply because he's come back in and just yeah. stabilised it, I think. And, and I, yeah. I think Luke, you know, Luke Shaw makes a difference as well. Him and Martinez seem to you know, to be bonding and getting a bit of a relationship. So that makes a difference. So the three of them, obviously, we're still struggling a little bit on the right, uh, which makes you wonder why we didn't go for Trippier in the summer even more so. But, hey, we didn't. I'm going to go with Martinez. Um, I just think his, his range of passing is... Uh, it, it really has given an, us another lever, really. Um, obviously, we're not... It's a shame he passes it to Fred, though. That's a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No, thanks to everyone that bought the mag today. Um, it was a second day. And we are selling it next, on Wednesday, against um, Spurs 2. So if you haven't got it yet, we will have some copies left. Um, appreciate everyone that bought it, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Cheers. One sec. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. We've had several reports of people using LinkedIn Jobs after listening to this podcast and happy endings to them. It's really easy to create your free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. Then you just add your job and the purple uh, hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. You can finish this year strongly by hiring the right member to help your team do that and to use LinkedIn Jobs to do it. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires against leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates who you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com forward slash united that's linkedin.com forward slash united to post your job for free terms and conditions apply with me i've got mark allison you're geordie mark i am yes yeah, yeah. um how have you got here today uh so i drove down on my own um parked in the other the other side of the city got the tram tram over yeah gone are the days where i park locally and take two hours to get away from the place so yeah it's shite around here yeah i've, I've learned lessons yeah. from the past so it was it was a really good journey down yeah easy to park Tram, tram was pleasant, so here yeah, I am, yeah. two hours before kickoff. Great stuff. Um, and tell us a bit about your love for Newcastle. Well, my love for Newcastle goes back uh, from when I was born. You know, all my family was Newcastle supporters, so um, I had no other choice really. Yeah. <laughs> so I was allowed to go when I was uh, 15 year old. So I've been going ever since. I'm 15. What year was that? So 1986 was my first game. Yeah. Uh, I think the end of next season I should hit a thousand games home and away. Oh, amazing, yeah. Uh, I, tr I track them via the Footballogy app. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Uh, is very sad, but there you go. So, yeah, um, 
all the home games, most of the away games. I mean, there's people go to far more away games than I do, and I take my hat off to not just Newcastle supporters, but every kind of yeah, team yeah. that has that level of support. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, you must have seen a bit over your time then, um, and, and mainly really disappointment with Newcastle, but you, are you optimistic about the future? Well, it's all about expectations. Mine are very low, yeah, so yeah. I'm... Uh, you know, my disappointment it goes hand in hand with the expectation. Optimistic about the future? I wouldn't say that. I daren't be optimistic. Yeah, yeah. You know, so many times I've turned up to a ground or a game thinking yesterday's the day. We'll need to be let down in terms of the result. So I, I, I really don't know how to support a team personally that uh, that has a future, has <laughs> has an optimistic outlook. So I'm, I'm just not anywhere near that type of uh, support just yet. Give us your best and worst moment as a Newcastle fan then. Ooh. I think the uh, I think the best might be the I mean so many possibly the five one away at Sunderland yeah. uh, sorry at home to Sunderland um, what year was that the uh, twenty ten Halloween twenty ten um, twenty ten eleven season yeah I mean the, the, I, I can come away from a four 0 defeat and get something out of the game in terms of enjoyment yeah yeah it's yeah. it's it's you know, it's my church, it's my religion, like many other people uh, who are so close to their clubs. So, so many high points, I mean, so many low points. Barcelona must be a big one. That was, was it, did you beat them 3 2? Yeah, that, Champions yeah. League. I was working yeah, away yeah. in the Northwest then, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I travelled there and back that night. I was almost falling asleep, I remember. But yeah, Barcelona at home. Faustino Asprey at the yeah. time, tremendous, tremendous match. Yeah, um, you, the, the, you had a few with Shearer, didn't you? A few Champions League nights at St James's Park. Yeah, yeah, tremendous. Yeah. Uh, you know, under Sir Bobby Robson, um, 2002. My son was born actually, uh, and he made me miss because uh, my wife was in labour. I missed the Inter Milan at home uh, match, so it has to be a very, very good excuse, and I think that's possibly. The only excuse I've ever had to miss a match uh, yeah. at home. <laughs> so I think the 5 0 at home to Manchester United, yeah, yeah, yeah. forgive me for mentioning that. No, no, that's fine. Yeah. Um, likewise, the Charity Shield match, yeah. uh, 96 against Manchester United. Did you beat us in that? Yeah. No, God, no. Um, Shearer, Shearer, yeah. you know, debut, expectation yeah, yeah. was absolutely massive. And yeah, we got absolutely hammered. And yeah. as we left Wembley, the heavens opened, got soaked and got back about six o'clock in the morning back to Newcastle so yeah lots of highs and lows uh, low is lowest uh, maybe the very lowest is it one of the cup finals or the relegations are uh, again a tough one me personally have very little expectations so yeah, yeah. Um, disappointed to lose a cup final thinking that it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for the likes of a club like Newcastle um, so that, you know the, yeah that's that's all I can say about the cup finals relegation does hurt but at the times where we've had relegation, I felt it's in a perverse kind of way it's been needed. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, people call, talk about a reset of a club, and I think that's what we needed under Rafa Benitez. Yeah. Uh, in the last relegation and promotion, and I think that 2016-17 season, uh, the last season in the Championship, was hugely enjoyable. Ho- loads of new grounds to visit, loads of new sort of away support. It's a feel-good factor back, doesn't yeah, it? When you yeah. spent, you know, when you spent like years and years in the lower part of the league sometimes it can bring that feel good yeah, factor, yeah. That I, I just want to go yeah. to a football match and watch the team put 100%, 100% commitment and effort in and come away with uh, you know an enjoyable match and that, that's certainly every game this season uh, even Liverpool away this season uh, last month that, oh, that was a painful one I couldn't talk about that match uh, 
for four or yeah. five days I couldn't watch the highlights you know the last minute winner okay, from Liverpool yeah, yeah. Uh, oh that, that really did sting so that's the low point of this season for me yeah you've got lots of new players um, in the last 12 months since the takeover happened who which one excites you most in particular well if, if a centre half can excite um, you know it's Sven Botman I think he's got a Quite a future ahead of him. Is he fit to play today? Uh, yeah, he should. Yeah. He should should play. Should start. I would imagine. Um, Callum Wilson looks really sharp as well. Although you know, we've, had, we've, yeah. we've had him a few seasons. Not really a new signing. Um, Kieran Trippier. You know, his passion and commitment and leadership. You know, excites me as well. You know, I'm, I'm easily. We were after him, yeah. And I was really surprised when we passed him up for like, you know. I think you got him for about 12 million in the end, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly that. And obviously, Bruno's the obvious choice for everybody. Yeah. You know, if we manage to hold on to a player like Bruno, a, t- a club like Newcastle, uh, you know, that's a real statement. I did hear something midweek about Real Madrid already um, looking at him. So I don't know, don't know how true that is, but you know, he, he seems to be catching the eye of the right people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's the. Uh, that's the downside of uh, these spectacular players who put in performances uh, that ca- catch the eye. It's going it's to get the likes of uh, the papers and talk sport and social media talking. So yeah, it's uh, it's a double edge. You know, it's, it's uh, a victim of our own success, possibly. Before we come on to predictions, I do have to ask you about the um, takeover. Obviously, Newcastle um, has been in your blood for many years. Um, before the takeover, will continue to be during and even you know possibly after um, the owners have been um, and possibly gone. Um, so obviously you're more synonymous with the club than the owners are. What, what's your views on it? Well, I mean, I, firstly, I refuse to be an apologist for any foreign yeah. country who, you know, carries out any atrocities uh, to any you know section of the, the population. So let's get that, that yeah. out there. Um, but Mike Ashley's ownership ran the club into the ground, ran it on a shoestring. Um, everything had a cheap look and feel about it, from the signings to the yeah. training ground. Um, you know, even managers. I think. I think when you signed it, which you got one manager where I thought I can't believe they've appointed him again. Do they not like the fans or something? <laughs> but, yeah, possibly. Well, it could be uh, Joe Kinnear, Steve McLaren, um, <laughs> yeah. Steve Bruce, Craigie. Yeah, uh, it could be any one of a number of uh, ones. I was gutted when Rafa Benitez went, but it's it kind of all work all works out in the end, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and you know we're not looking over our shoulder at this point of the season like we normally are, um, and it's nice to be looking up instead of down type of thing. So, but the, the nature of football, that you know, six weeks time, that could be a different conversation entirely. So, I'm not, uh, I'm not the the most pessimistic or the most optimistic. I'm, I'm possibly somewhere in the middle. But yeah, expectations. I'm just keeping mine under wraps for the, the time being and just trying to temper expectation. Yeah. It's easy to get carried away and then come away extremely disappointed. So, all these years of support Newcastle, you know. It's uh, it, experience has led me to this point, and that's it, isn't it? Because like you were mentioning about watching Newcastle for all these years, and these people take over, like, but you must hear, and it must irritate you other fans saying, you know, you're, you're accepting your owners, but your, Newcastle is yours just as much as it is every, anybody else's. So why should you, you know, stop or yeah, yeah, you know, have to defend the club from? I, I know, can't imagine an ownership um, where it would stop me going to the football match. I've just yeah. got, you've just got to accept it. You know, if we. You buy any goods from China, for example. Yeah. You know, and what's going on in China in the northwest of the country is horrific against uh, those from Kazakhstan. So, nobody's innocent in this day and age in this global world. So, um, yeah. I mean, look at ours, ours are disgraceful. You know, just they just um, leverage it on the club and get the fans to pay off the mortgage. Basically. Yes, yes, and it's, yes. It's so, so um, 
you know, difficult, but at the same time, you know, if I stopped watching United when the Glazers took over, you know, I would have been 20. So yeah. who, who, who would I be? You know, I wouldn't, I would have missed all my prime years going watching football. And when I was able to, if I would have stopped watching United when the Glazers took over. So, you know, you can't, whilst you have opinions on owners, you know, do you, how do you, you know, like balance that thing between it, stopping you watching your football club or, you know. Yeah, as I said before, yeah, you, you don't make any apologies for that. Um, but it's it's in it's in my blood to go and support the local team, which is Newcastle. So I was born a mile from the ground, and that, that, that's where I'll continue to go. And uh, but yes, at the same time, be aware and have have difficult conversations. But yeah. when it gets mentioned in the media, I mean, I'm not irritated by that personally. I don't think many fans are. It's good that the conversation's out there, yeah. like the Qatar World Cup as yeah. well, I suppose. So it, it's going to put a spotlight on on things. I don't understand the term sports washing. Actually, I, I'm not sure what that's all about. You yeah. know, it, it brings attention to to uh, Saudi Arabia and, and how they conduct themselves in the country. So, but yeah, certainly not going to stop me going at the football match. I was disappointed as well with the um, David Beckham becoming the face of the, you know, the World Cup. You know, you got talking about someone there who's got all the money you could ever want. You know, why do you need to do that? And at the, at the set, on the other end of the scale, people are telling fans that they should be, you know, objecting against it when. You know, people like David Beckham, Gary Neville even is working for Qatar TV during the World Cup. You know, that that's a, a difficult one to take, isn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. See, yeah. Everyone has a price. Everyone has to put themselves out there in the spotlight and in the media. That, you know, those past footballers, I guess, to stay relevant and keep the money coming in. But yes, with the vast riches that these guys have got, um, possibly they could have been a bit more principled. I don't know. That's for others to, yeah, yeah. to decide. Yeah. No, thank you. It's lovely talking to you. And. Excellent. Don't enjoy the game too much. Yeah, but, you thanks. Know, you know, and um, have a safe trip home. Thank if you, you. you want to ch- uh, check my website, look for Run Geordie Run. Run Geordie uh, Run. I ran across America once. I ran across Australia. So I do these massive fundraising events. Um, get a lot of backing from Newcastle United fans, and uh, you know, Run Geordie Run. If you search for, for that on any social media, you'll find me at various weights in various parts of the world. Also, so. no, that's brilliant. I I admire that because you know I, I I struggle with a five k with my back. Uh, but, you know, no, thanks very much. Yeah, cheers. Nice one. Cheers. So that's it for this podcast. Thanks for joining us. Good win for United's women. A shame about the first team of the men. A nil-nil draw. And everyone's feeling a little bit deflated. I just spoke to Luke Shaw and that was definitely the sense I got from from him. uh, Feeling that Manchester United should be winning all home matches and when that doesn't happen, that's disappointing. Then again, the wins against Arsenal and Liverpool were a surprise. We've got a game against Tottenham on Wednesday, so we'll bring you the next podcast from there. And a big thanks to everyone who brought United We Stand. Um, We've got a lot of support outside the ground. The new issue is on sale in newsagents as well. And if you can't get to a game or to a newsagent, then you can download a digital version. Um, You can see how to do that by going to uwsonline.com and all the information's there. We've got subscribers all around the world and... We really appreciate that support. Until the next podcast on Wednesday, goodbye.